2: A feminist that works for a non-profit that is a hunter that has only eaten wild game for the last 20 years is likely not the thing that people think about when it comes to a hunter. For a long time, Blood Origins has really been associated with just me. But about four years ago, uh, probably a little bit less, I met a guy called Cody. And you've been seeing Cody, or not actually seeing him, but hearing him on the roundups every Monday. Cody is a former Marine Corps guy, and turns out he loves Blood Origins and pestered me to a point where I said, Yeah, I think I could use some help. And so Cody is essentially the right hand man right now of Blood Origins. And so we felt that it would be probably a good thing to podcast with Cody, and specifically talk to Cody about why he decided to join Blood Origins. So enjoy a little behind-the-scenes getting to know Cody, the newest member of the Blood Origins family. For the first time, no, maybe not for the first time. I have a whiskey. You have a whiskey?
1: It's proper. What are you drinking? Um, I drink this stuff called Bird Dog Blackberry. Does it taste like blackberries? It it does. And I think probably, uh, first of all, let me tell you this. I'm a giant fan. Probably drink it to an unhealthy level. But I think it's probably considered a cheap whiskey. It's very, very affordable. I don't think it's anything exclusive. I used to, Still do a lot, drink a lot of single malt scotches, and I like a real like I I like some scotches that are outside of my pocketbook, um, as most people do. But man, I love this stuff. I I I mean this is this is my uh, my everyday carry drink. Whenever I just need to have a need to have a whiskey, and there's a lot of stuff down there on the shelf, um, but this is this is my go-to bird dog blackberry. Excellent. bird
2: dog blackberry i'm quite partial to elijah craig
1: i like elijah craig i like a lot of bourbons um and was never Is bird dog blackberry a bourbon i uh, it just says whiskey I, I i don't know enough to know my i don't know what, what does the bourbon have to be from kentucky i believe so i'm not sure i'm not real technical about those things i did get into the whole scotch thing for a while like comes from this water and this and i started and then i i just i don't care i find something that i like to drink and i don't really need to understand the technicality of it It drives my wife crazy you know if i say i like something she says why and i'm like i don't
2: well it's the same as your fly fishing i would assume you you're starting to get very technical with your flies and then you'll probably just throw in the the hat and go ah woolly bugger today
1: Hmm, i don't know maybe i do like that like I'm reading a lot about fly fishing. I want to be a smart fly fisherman. I do think just like anything that I was going to say anything that outdoors people do, but it's anything that anyone does passionately. I think there's a lot of overthinking, right? Like there's bugs that just work all the time in most of the water in any weather conditions with any trout. Not across the board, not completely, but I think there's a lot of o- overthinking. You know, I think bass fishermen are probably the, or golfers, are the masters of overthinking. Like, I've got to have this size, this depth, this shade of chartreuse, these hooks. Um, and, and don't get me wrong, those people that overthink it are better at all those things that I am, so maybe I'm not thinking about it, enough, I guess. But um, I'm getting close on the fly fishing to the, to the uh, overthinking it instead of just You can spend more time studying fly fishing and it just cuts into your fly fishing time, really.
2: Yep. I'm a, I'm a Magnum watermelon lizard bass fisherman. It's the only thing I use. It's the only thing I throw and it works.
1: Yeah, there you go. That's the way to do it. Find you a lure, buy as many of them as you think you'll need. Keeps that tackle box a lot more simple, Mm -hmm. a lot more simple. I have now started kayak fishing. And I overthink lures. So me, I'll just stop and decide whatever I'm throwing's not working and stare at the tackle box for five minutes. Next thing you know, I'm, I've been pushed up on the beach of the lake by the wind because I've been staring at my tackle box for 10 minutes trying to figure it out. Whatever. I do the same thing with hunting too.
2: So this is a, a, going to be a different podcast because uh, it's all about you, Cody because you have been with or on blood origins podcast as the roundup, as the co-host and everyone, you know, the thousands of people that have inquired, who is this Cody? Who's this Cody that has joined blood origins and, you know, blood origins was a a one man show for so long. Um, Then I caved, I caved to the pressures or the, what would you like to say I did to the
1: I extorted you. I extorted, extorted you me in for money. no money <laughs> in, in, into letting <laughs> me out, yeah. yeah.
2: So let's talk about that. Let's let's uh, let's give the audience a little bit about Cody. Um, I met you in Bear Camp two years ago. Or three yeah, years ago now.
1: Years. Up in Maine, yeah. Three almost four years ago.
2: Almost four I mean, years ago. Four
1: years ago in a couple of months.
2: Yep. Grove Hill Outfitters, Maine, with a good friend of ours, Craig Corsi. Uh, yeah. He said we've got a bunch of Marines coming into camp. Um, you were the second set of Marines. We, were the, we went on the first set with, uh, with Z and a bunch of others, and then we all said we're going to come back, and you were in the second group with right. Duck and Daryl. And, um, and so, yeah, I met you, and I was uh, unfortunately unsuccessful in my my bear hunting that week. Just uh, that and,
1: year though, right? Just that one year?
2: Oh, uh, yeah, 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 just that year. Or
1: if every you, year ever.
2: Every year ever uh, as well. Right. You weren't very specific
1: on the question. Right, right. Um, that year, I was, not, I was, I was unsuccessful. Not, I, I was not unsuccessful, by the way.
2: Yeah, and you killed a bear on my stand. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, the one on the ground. You sat on a tree on the ground with a little ditch in between, looking up on on, uh, with the the bite bag.
1: Sure did. Pouring rain. It it, this 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 is how hard it was raining. What do you think that was? That was probably a maybe a forty yard shot, maybe forty to fifty. It was raining so hard that I had to continually do this because the rain coming would wrap around the bill of my hat and go all over my glasses. So I would tip my head down and, and then i like a three second cycle. I just went up and down with my head to check the, to check in front of me. And I come up on one cycle and bam, there's a black blob right there where there wasn't a black, I mean, it was a black blob. It was raining that hard. I literally waited for this bear to go up on its hind quarters to assess which end of the bear was, which that's how hard it was raining. And then luckily it, it kind of stood up on its hind quarters and came down. And from there, And then I questioned myself over and over again. I was probably that whiny person in the truck because I just walked out. I didn't want to go do anything, bump anything, mess anything up. I'm questioning this shot, honestly, because it was raining so hard. I couldn't do well. He went eight yards, so I I did it. I did it well, right? With your dad's lever action. Yeah, my dad's lever action 30-30, which was kind of fun. Definitely the uh, least high-tech gun in camp that week. Um, I shot it, it's not a very big bear, not not a great bear, to, but it was my first bear. It was exciting and good eating.
2: And I think in camp that that year, I showed you a couple of Blood Origins episodes. We definitely talked about Blood Origins. Um,
1: I had I had watched a couple coming in. Craig told me. Like in a discussion of who all's gonna be in camp, I will admit that before scheduling that bear hunt, I wasn't aware of Blood Origins, um, but I'd watched a couple of episodes, knew that I liked what you're doing, um, and then from talking to you, there was even more interested in the in the scope of Blood Origins. I have this mindset where my brain initially went to. I love this fact that he's not owned by an industry corporation, but how the hell is he paying for all this? Cause this is not, this is not cell phone upload to Instagram type production happening. Um, and I've, I've made some hunting videos actually at one point made a VHS tape. What? Turkey video. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Were you intense. the talent? Um, I was one of the hunters, yeah, all the guy I ran a guide service at the time in Kansas, and we made a turkey video um I don't know how you, you know we can go as deep as you want about ten years later, I threw away about four thousand v h s of a turkey video, but we did you made four
2: thousand of those videos.
1: No, we made fifteen thousand we made fifteen thousand copies. Yeah. Well, it turns out that we needed to sell like six to turn a profit. Um, needed to sell little six
2: videotapes to turn a profit. Thousand.
1: Oh, six six thousand. thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Six thousand of them to cover our costs. Um, really, um, you know, I was happy that we made a profit.
2: All right. So you saw a couple of Blood Origins episodes. You listened to me in camp.
1: You said, wow, this guy needs some help. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I just, it really dawned on me, and it wasn't a thing I'd thought about. It wasn't a thing that I was sitting around thinking that, the, that hunters need this kind of a voice. Um, but it really dawned on me. No one's doing this. No one's doing, now there's a lot of great groups that are fighting for hunting rights right? 100%. Um, phenomenal ones, a ton of them out there. Sportsman's Alliance. The NRA has a division for hunters. SCI, of, DSC. Yeah, absolutely. But I really feel like the vast majority of those groups um, are fighting a defensive battle, which needs to be fought. That's not a knock. Um, they're looking for the next attack and either attacking back or, or building a defensive position to defend that against that particular attack. No one is doing what I now have formulated in my brain as public relations for hunters, um, to the non hunting still... public. Right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Letting people know. And, and I think people, the joy of the internet and the things that we do is people can that listen to this, that think I'm blowing smoke can go back through everything we've ever done. We've really never that I know of tried to convince a person that doesn't want to hunt to hunt. Mm -hmm. It's not our game. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I don't think, I don't think that's necessarily a good thing for, for a variety of reasons. People will find what they want to do. And, and I, I don't want to, I don't want to change people's minds. And I don't think you, or blood origins or trying to change people's minds or trying to inform people. And I think you're kind of this weird, perfect storm of the passion that you have um, from your family history. That's great, but I don't think if if you weren't an analytical brain scientist, I don't, I, I, I think you would have given up. I think it would have failed already mm-hmm. because the data is so important to you and I'm a firm believer that data is the only thing that people should be forming their decisions around, um, in, in this realm. And I just firmly believe we're, I mean, not believe, I I know for a fact that we're we're on the right side with the data that hunters and what they do and, and that culture, um, it's the side I want to be on and, and I want other people to know why and I'm shitty at saying that message. Then the final glitch in the system, which I was referring to earlier, my brain goes to Robbie's not holding up XYZ shotgun and wearing ABC camo exclusively and telling everyone that you can't kill any animals unless you use these, this type of binoculars. How is he paying for this? That's also, just like before, that's not a knock on the hunting industry. I watch hunting shows. I like hunting shows. I know several people that have hunting shows. Um, And they they found a way to make money, and that's product sponsorships. But I don't think our message here at Blood Origins would receive the same legitimacy Mm -hmm. if we had some company's logo tattooed on our forehead the whole time we were saying it.
2: Yeah. So, well, and that's the point, right. And
1: we wanted to be authentic to who we are as a community.
2: We didn't belong to anyone. We belong to everyone, as we say. Um, and we just wanted to keep doing that message. And I was getting to a point where I was like, man, I need some help. And you kept badgering me and badgering me and saying, Hey, why don't you, you know, let me come on, let me come on, let me come on. And I was like, Look, I, I, I have nothing to pay you. So, if you want to come on, be my guest.
1: But the the part that really, like, I don't want to make videos. You know that I don't even want to pick the color scheme when I build out a donation page. I don't like, right. I, I don't. <laughs> um, but I do like looking at the numbers. I um, have found in the last 25 years of my life since I got out of the Marine Corps, that I'm at least comfortable selling. I've, I've never told anyone I was good at, at selling a thing, but I'm comfortable doing it, which I think is one of the biggest hurdles of being a good salesperson. Um, and so, and I'm passionate about blood origin. So it's easy for me to go to people and say, Hey, would you like to get involved? That doesn't bother me in any way. It's the biggest glitch with most people that try to get into sales careers is they have trouble asking. They have trouble presenting it. They get nervous. They don't want to be rejected, um, and so I have no trouble with that. And I think you know we're we're still figuring it out. We're approaching the. Uh, I just now thought of this, but we're 20 days from one year. Yep. Of eight, eight 19 days from one. No, year. I'm gonna have to meeting. send
2: you like a handwritten note. Uh, you know, happy anniversary. Like
1: nice watches. Don't oh you yeah, yeah, yeah. Like nice Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be good. Walmart be good, is a right?
2: very expensive store here in America, right? <laughs> right,
1: right. Yeah. yeah, a little Disney Mickey Mouse watch. No, I, 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 thought that, I thought that your message was good enough that we could find people who would partner with us, even though every time I talk to someone about a partnership on a project, there's this weird, awkward time where I'm very blunt and open with them of, look, It doesn't matter what your product is. It doesn't matter if Robbie and I think that your product is the best out there. Blood Origins will never say that. We'll never push your product. We're going to thank you excessively for helping us with our mission. And no doubt we, I run into marketing people who don't like that. they're like, no, we're not going to do anything for you unless you wear our, our hats all the time. Okay, well. Thanks. So that complicates it a little bit, but I don't want to sacrifice that. You you know that I don't want to sacrifice that even if I gripe about it at times, because I do believe that's the core, your passion and that stance are the core to the legitimacy of blood origins message.
2: Well, I'm grateful that you're here. I'm grateful to have you as a, a team partner. I think that it's almost a, It is. It's a good combination because I'm very analytical. As you say, I'm very just like right up and down and you almost are flippant at times. And it's just like, I was like, no, 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 no. It's gotta be this way. And you're like,
1: okay, whatever. Like, it doesn't matter to me.
2: I'm like, damn it. I need an answer.
1: Right. I know. I know. I know you do. And I'm going to keep saying it doesn't matter to me. (laughs) It just, it just, it just needs to work. The, uh, my, my, I'm a big quote guy and my favorite quote in the world when it comes to making business decisions, not per not personal decisions, business decisions. As general Patton once said that a good plan executed violently now is always better than the perfect plan executed next week. And I mean, I, I'm so obsessive. I used to, if I hired a salesperson in previous jobs, um, they would get that card and get told to stick it somewhere. Don't overthink this thing, get a good plan and go hard at it. Um, and that's it. I'm not saying it's right. And I'm not saying other people are wrong or people that possibly, you know, have accents and overthink the shit out of some things are wrong. I'm just saying that's my, that's how I operate. Um and I, I think it's a good way to operate. I think you get a lot of things done that way. Every once in a while you screw shit up because you didn't think about it enough beforehand too, but I think you get more done overall get more done overall.
2: Yeah. And you know, my favorite quote, since you're talking about quotes, my favorite quote is everything is impossible until it gets done. Right. And that's blood origins. That is how many times did I hear in the beginning? Oh, you're not supposed to film that way. Oh, that's way too uncomfortable. That's, 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 that's not what we do. Uh, how can you do this without getting any sponsorship? Here we are almost, you know, five years later.
1: And, you know,
2: bigger and better than we would ever have thought, right. In terms of the types of content it's working
1: it's working i mean the, the numbers show that it's working it's not exactly a uh rocket ship perpetual motion machine that's working on its own <laughs> but, but it's it's working and uh now we i think we've laid out some great plans um the response to the things that we do like this podcast are just incredible i know a lot of people
2: our conservation projects
1: yeah, absolutely. I know a lot of people that've started podcasts in the last 2 years and their biggest problem was they couldn't find people that wanted to sponsor it. And I don't want I don't want this to sound egotistical or anything, but we literally have a regular influx of people calling us to sponsor our podcast. I don't think that's probably a uh Due to the insane, overwhelming quality of the podcast, I think that's due to Blood Origins' reputation. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's due to people that we've made a pretty seamless way for them to to get involved. Um, And, uh, you know, how phenomenal is that, that we're doing this? We get on here and stare at each other's mugs a couple times a week and talk about things that we're insanely interested in in any way and uh it produces some revenue to help us sustain the mission of blood origins
2: yeah the the, this has opened up this podcast medium has opened up such a new level of conversations and new level of discussions and new level of storytelling that you know we couldn't reach everyone but this is reaching so many more people around the world right we're talking to people in india and Australia, UK, you name it. It's amazing. Yeah.
1: On a, okay. Quick side note on that. Cause this is one of my favorite thing about podcasts. You know, when the internet kind of made its huge surge, a ton of this stuff was short form, right? Like even 30 seconds to five minutes was a long production on, on an internet based thing. And it just, dis- but it destroyed old media right? Like old, the the standard network news stations and newspapers, it demolished them as an industry. And their response was, people don't have an attention span. People, you know, that was their reasoning behind their downfall. And I've always said, no, it's not. It's It, it doesn't have anything to do with that. It's you're telling them they have to watch this instead of giving them options on what they can watch. And nothing has proven it more than podcasts. I mean, I'll, if I'm in the car, I'll listen to a podcast that's three hours long on a regular Mm -hmm. basis on one topic. Mm -hmm. It's not a short attention span. It's podcasts. Give us that long form discussion, which even this, if it makes it to 30 minutes is going to be a long form internet form of of media. Um, and I, I, love, I, mean, you can find a podcast about anything yep. in the world. I love, yep. I love it. And I think, like you said, it's a great way to connect with people around the world.
2: Well, here's to the, here's to the next year, man. Uh, one year down, as you said, a couple of two weeks to one year, another year to go, uh, bigger and better in the next year. Right. Jeez, look how much we've done in one year.
1: No, absolutely. Just finished up an incredible project with Wyoming Hunters for the Hungry. Um, Our supporters program has absolutely blown me away. Um, You know, how incredible is that? that Don't say the number. Hundreds and hundreds (laughs) and hundreds of people out there um, give us money on a regular basis, on a reoccurring basis. It, it, it's amazing to me. It's amazing. It's, you know, we keep growing those things. Keep putting out the episodes, which, you know, really consists of our core mission is, is our episodes and, and high production content. Talking heads, the talking heads that you do on Sunday, those things are amazing the way they've been received. Um, we've kind of got a little, a little set programming schedule um, that people are responding to. Yep. You know, it's, it's a neat concept.
2: Coming to expect the kinds of content that we drop. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, cheers, my friend I won't belabor the, the conversation any longer. Thank you for being a part of blood origins. For those that are listening, thank you for being a part of our family. Don't forget to support us as Cody just mentioned, support this program, the cost of a cup of coffee a month. If I don't know when this will drop, maybe May, maybe June, but if it's May, when it drops, there's a red stag and boar hunt in Spain. Three days, uh, two nights, three days at the Finca. They call it a Finca. I think is what
1: is Spanish for farm. All meals. It's a superb location. All for... Which probably accompany the winner on that one, don't you? I mean, you think or you? not?
2: Yeah, you? Yeah, you can just go. Just,
1: you can go. Yeah, a work trip?
2: No, nah, no. Nah, I think you, <laughs> you know, get one of those gift cards that your wife leaves for you everywhere.
1: Right. Right, yeah. That was a good day.
2: Yeah. Um, and then, um, yeah, so that's for the cost of a cup of coffee a month—three dollars, four dollars, five dollars, whatever you feel like you can contribute a month. You get you get put into a, a, a prize draw for all sorts of things. We, we're trying to keep it around ten giveaway items a month. Um, we're getting closer and closer to having a month a hunt a month regularly. But yeah, all sorts of stuff, and it, it obviously goes to supporting the content that you love so much and the mission
1: of what we're doing for hunters and for hunting. Absolutely. Any last thoughts? No, thanks for thanks for letting me ride along on this, man. It's been uh, it's been a uh, it's become a passion project for me, a piggyback off of your passion project. Um, and honestly, it's been a long time in my life since. That's been a focus of mine. I've focused for a long time on, on making money, which is not the focus for me of Blood Origins.
2: Well, I appreciate you and uh, look forward to the journey. Absolutely. Well, that's it for today. I appreciate you listening, as always. Leave a review, share it with your friends, and most importantly, do what's right to convey the truth around hunting.
0: Through the Blackwater bayous and in the dark Louisiana night, floats a duck
1: camp, alive with the sounds of swamp pop and the smells of Cajun cooking.
0: From the Mississippi Delta in Venice to the Cajun prairies of the Southwest, me and the Duck Camp Dinners crew will be hunting and eating
1: it all. This is Duck Camp Dinner. Join me, Chef Jean-Paul Bourgeois, and the whole crew every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.